Hello, hello. 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 How are y'all? Doing good. Not bad, not Doing bad. Good. You got all hyped up again. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I haven't pod in a time. Happens, man. Yeah. Holiday and um, just kind of everything going on. And then I wanted the next one to be with somebody. And then um, I was kind of just putting it off and I was tooling with the idea of having other people on. But I I just really wanted to have you guys on. So I just kind of waited until you were available. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted I wanted y'all to be on it, and I wanted y'all to be uh, um, the next people on it. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! It has your little uh, Team Talks logo next to my little logo on the thing. <laughs> that's so sweet. Um. Okay, so my name is Drew, and this is Dadly Duties. Let's go. <laughs> ah. Um. I also had a little little uh i was i was typing the the title for this on my little notes that i have for the the podcast and uh they're 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 dad casts now this is a dad cast Ooh, that's cool i like that so yeah that's that's my brainchild for the day (laughs) (laughs) well first of all just like kind of check in with y'all and talk about um I know y'all and our Mm -hmm. relationship and all that and then we can kind of go into how you guys first encountered dad um oh goodness okay yeah either one of you yeah just kind of talk about maybe how we first met and then how that kind of transitioned it uh into the first time you you encountered dad or maybe even you encountered dad before you encountered me all right so i met drew through mateo mm-hmm. uh yep. they had been hanging out at the gym and a cloud tan and like we're hanging out and i was like cool another guy who does cool things like i like to do i'll mm-hmm. hang around him and that's honestly kind of where where it started for me. I don't have a specific memory of when dad was introduced to me. I think it just kind of became a a staple more so in that summer once you started yeah. hanging around the barn a lot more. Soon sometime three months of seeing you six out of seven days a week. Yeah. <laughs> it was introduced. <laughs> But, yeah, and I think, I mean, again, um, referring to, like, Nick's podcast, it, it kind of started out as, like, a, I thought it was funny, you know, like, it was kind of a joke and just another dumb thing in college to, like, yell to your friends. Yeah. <laughs> and I think over time it became a little bit more meaningful to me when I got to learn more about, you know, Drew's story with his, you know, with his dad and you know his relationship and his relationship with nick and just kind of what it came to be for him Mm -hmm. kind of changed my perspective on it and made me use it more sparingly 
like with who it, it was more important who I said it to, I think for me, because yeah. I don't think it's something that I, I say a whole lot. It definitely well, especially now. Yeah. Than back especially then. now. But like, I definitely did like tone it down a little once started with it. Well, I think it went from like, it, at least for me, it really felt like at first we would, just, I would just use it liberally, not even saying like, you're my dad to people, but just like dad, this dad, that like this dad, that dad, whatever. And then it became like, really like when somebody did something cool for me, like, Oh, you're my dad. Like that was like just the, the compliment I used and always threw people off. And it was always a good, like icebreaker too. (laughs) Um, I also met Drew through Mateo. Um, I think Drew started hanging out, like, I know the dates, May-ish, spring-ish of 2016. Something like that. I I know that because I then went abroad from, like, August to December, and I came back, and Drew was, like, around all the time. So, (laughs) (laughs) So then, like, that's when our friendship first developed. But I encountered somewhere in between and it was just like an endearing thing like Mm -hmm. I definitely got that it was meant to be like sweet I also didn't necessarily know like the backstory to it and so it was kind of a silly thing especially like before Drew and I developed our own I came back it was funny because I was like I don't know the fuck dad's supposed to be I don't know why you're (laughs) <laughs> what you're saying at this point but cool i can tell it's like it's supposed to be sweet um but like, yeah. this was not in my plans to be a dad <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, rem- I remember like it was specific there was there's was a few people but like you and mateo were always like a little resistant like i don't know if i'm your dad like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> all this all like that's a lot of responsibility <laughs> that's so funny but i definitely but, i definitely got those supposed to be like a, a cute thing mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah definitely definitely as and it, it definitely still is as, as it's progressed and kind of gotten more still maintain that kind of levity that comes with it like we're able to just still laugh about it and joke with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's much for me, at least it's much more situational now. Like there mm-hmm. are things that stand out and I'm just like, like it just clicks and I'm just like, Oh, like dadly duties. You know, or, you know like, or that, that's such a, a dad move or yeah. <laughs> something that just like immediately brings it. You know, I don't have that same kind of relationship with everything. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. First encounter with dad. That's, that's pretty, I think we covered that pretty well. Um, so another thing I wanted to talk about is um, kind of going back to like how I viewed it uh, as like, a bunch of my friends' dads really affected how I grew up and had like a lot of influence. So I wanted to ask you guys, what are a couple of things that like your dads 
did that kind of stuck with you that you want to pass on to your kids, you know? Mm. So like, what's, what's some parenting style? What's something that like specifically, and we could, we could talk about moms too, because both, both roles are really, really important, but I just, yeah, I want to highlight like, what's something that really stuck with you? Sure. So my dad, um, just like a little backstory, had us, uh, my two sisters and I, when he was uh, on the older side, he's 15 years older than my mom. And uh, they didn't have me until my mom was like 31. So he was quite a bit older. Um, and that's just significant because it's, there's some other like uh, communication communication differences sometimes. Yeah. But my dad's just a very practical person a very supportive person um like in all aspects which was lovely growing up with um but the practicality I think is standing out for me right now you're talking about like what to pass on um and a couple things uh went in my mind and one of them I guess Mm -hmm. I think was uh him teaching me to drive and I know this is like again super like uh like face to goal. Yeah. It's like stereotypical, but, um, no, I love it. He, like, I think I personally think I'm a pretty good driver, at least the parts of me that is a good driver. It was hundred percent with how, like how he taught me. And, For sure. uh, he just like always taught me to, um, like pay people and like triple check things. And, and I like still am conscious of those particular tactics that he taught me when driving, which is just, like, interesting. I love that. that that's, like, still the case. Um, but my favorite, like, most ph- philosophical thing that he taught me, probably, or just, like, um, emotional, maybe, is um, to only ever do things that make you happy. Like, mm. whatever it is. Um, you know, he taught me that when I was playing sports, and it was kind of pressuring to be part of this super competitive basketball team, and... Um, but I also wanted to dance. Um, he, he would tell me, it's like, the day you don't enjoy it, quit. Like, uh, you don't need to, like, fulfill any standards or expectations. Like, we don't have any of those expectations yeah. on you. Um, and that, like, carried on to my career path and what I've chosen. Um, like, jobs I've taken or <laughs> jobs, plural. It's been the one job. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, <laughs> decisions I've made, interviews I've taken, all that kind of stuff has been based on the idea that I only do stuff that makes me happy. And I think for him that related back to his own um, experience in athletics and sports. Yeah. Cause he was particularly uh, skilled in baseball. Um, his dad was a, a minor league umpire. He, he was just really good. He got as a junior. So he didn't play baseball his senior year of high school, but he played up till his junior year. Mm-hmm. And even after that, he had, like professional scouts asking for him um but he didn't care he wanted to play football and then on top of that you know he was recruited by colleges to play football for many positions but he only wanted to play quarterback and only one school offered him to play quarterback so he only went to the one school that offered him to play quarterback so all those steps like he could have been like legitimately like financially successful in like these other routes but he straight up just like I, he's like I want to do this so I'm going to do it this way and I really have appreciated that level of like validation and support um 
like growing up because I've definitely yeah. like picked only things that make me happy. I love it. So, so kind of like, do, like don't do it for anybody else. Do yeah. it for you. Like, yeah. I love that. That's, yeah. I'm, I'm totally with that. Yeah. Uh, I had a similar experience with my mom, actually. She kind of had that same mentality, like whatever, whatever you want to do, do it to the fullest extent, like do it, do your best job and I'll fully support you. Yeah. Like that's, that's that role that like, I think parents do when they do a good job of it, it, it's really empowering to their kid. Totally. That's, I I love to hear that. Yeah. So my story is like the complete opposite of Brittany's story. (laughs) (laughs) But like um, starting out with my parents, my parents had me at 16 years old their sophomore year in high school. So it means a little different than my dad being 46? Yeah, a little, okay. a little different. <laughs> so, Just a little. Slightly. So I, I definitely have a, a different relationship with my parents than I think most people my age do. Mm-hmm. And because of, you know, the the situation that they were in my from, a, you know, the age of 18, my my dad had, you know, to work to provide for his family and later having my sister at 18 and my younger brother at 21, you know, three kids by 21, ain't no joke. Not (laughs) at all. And, uh, you know, I think I've definitely recognized and appreciated this a lot more in my adult life, like Mm -hmm. how much my dad did for us and how awful it was. Like he worked a job. He, didn't like for 20 years so that he could you know provide for our family and make sure that we had everything we needed and we all knew very well Mm -hmm. how much he did not like that job and you know now he's dealing with you know complications of you know like health problems because of that job with it with his body so I guess I'm more appreciative now realizing because I work and, you know, I have to provide for only myself. Yep. And the fact that he was providing for our family is just, it's just one f- thing that I've learned that, you know, you have to do whatever you can for your family. Mm-hmm. And kind of seeing what my dad was willing to go through for our family shows, totally. shows like a good example of what I'm going to want to be willing to do for my family. Yeah. I think that also kind of highlights how each of your dads being in a different stage of their life totally affected decision making. So like John's dad being forced, Justin being forced into having to provide at such a young age compared to uh, Brittany's dad. My dad having like a 20 year career at that point, 25 years. Totally having basically an entire life before having kids is just so different. And it's cool that you can, you can find equally important, um, like ways of thinking about the same kind of thing. Yeah. I I mean, that's an interesting point because that like John's and my upbringing, despite that, like big, obviously glaring difference, um, (laughs) just like, again, logistics of shit that 
we were raised on very similar ideas and prioritization mm-hmm. of things. I feel like yeah, you made totally. There's there are so many parallels between our our families and like just like morals and mm-hmm. and things that they kind of stand for. Mm-hmm. That it's kind yeah. kind of crazy. Like yeah, I, it it's just it's interesting that you can develop and that that's what part of it makes me think that it's not what age you are necessarily that those things come with it is like being a dad or a mom or like being a parent that helps you kind of hone in on those qualities like one that i see between both of our our dads regardless of their situation is my dad was always there yes Mm -hmm. he worked nights you know graveyard shift and coached me from the age of nine years old Till mm-hmm. I graduated high school in mm-hmm. multiple different sports. Yeah. He was at every event. He was always coaching or helping out or you know, yep. even the choir events. Like he doesn't give a shit about choir. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like he went to every single Everything. concert. And the only reason why, you know, one of my parents wasn't at something is because they were at something for somebody else. Right. You know, and they had yeah. to, you know, prioritize between, you know, what was going on. So, like just the fact that, and I know this is like the same the with same. Brittany's dad is scheduling appointments around like attendance assemblies. He was at every attendance it. assembly. Um, <laughs> and my mom was too. And both of our moms get yeah. a lot of that credit too. But I I do agree with you. Just like the idea that like no matter what you're gonna be there for them. Yeah, um, I, I think is pretty prevalent in both of I think our upbringings. Definitely, and I th- I think. Um, being present as a parent in general is like one of the most important things you can do. Um, and I know like a lot, a lot of people don't have that, you know, mm-hmm. some people like, for example, for the first few years of me being live, my dad was not present at all. Mm-hmm. Like my mom had to seek out my dad and his parents and like figure out how my dad was going to be involved. Mm-hmm. He was living down in San Diego and like I had to, uh, my mom commuted me to Agora Hills, which is like Oak Park, Mm -hmm. uh, almost LA. And then my grandparents from there would drive me to San Diego to my dad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's like, I think presence, like physical presence in a kid's life is so huge. Mm -hmm. And it's cool that not only like, you have that similarity. You also have, all both have two siblings that like mm-hmm. that, that your parents had to juggle as well. It's there's there's so many similarities that like add to how how them being present was really important. Yeah. And, you know, and that I mean, that translates, I think, speaking for all four of them or about all four of them um, and how like they view everybody (laughs) like even outside of like their own children like both another weird similarity I don't know if this is weird maybe other families do this too but like there's been times throughout my life where like I've had my parents have taken in cousins of mine who've maybe like not Mm -hmm. had the easiest time or like needed to get a move you know or something and they're so they're super present in like other important family members lives too and they're really there for them and for sure 
John's parents are 100% the same too. They're any kid on the wrestling team who needs a place to stay for the night because of like a scheduling conflict with the yeah. the next day is staying the night at the store homes. Like, yeah. And I think my favorite parallels about our families are like the genuine compassion in that way. And just like the, oh, of course, like, oh, do they need, do they need something? Like we can do what we can, like kind of no matter what for, yeah. for the people around them. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. I think there's this like, we, we kind of joke. It's like, there's this, like cult mentality with my family. We're like, I was just about to say, like, like once like they're community members, there's a bubble. Yeah. And as soon as you cross into that bubble, it's like, you've been in that bubble forever. Like yeah. kids. Yeah. So many, like, I mean, my friends, my sister's friends, my brother's friends, like, any teammates like people crashing at the house everybody's eating dinner you know it's not any extravagant you know crazy dinner but like yeah we're in spaghetti cool you're eating spaghetti you know like (laughs) we're eating mac and cheese cool you're eating mac and cheese like you know another box in the in the pot you know whatever it is so yeah it's like things like that that i really take away from my parents is like yeah same like I'll be damned if my house is not the cool house. Like, you know, I'll be damned if you know it's funny. They're not all coming to hang out at my place. (laughs) Yeah. So like, my house wasn't really ever able to be like that. So like, my mom's house. My mom was like, there were quite a few houses that me and my mom lived in that it was a one bedroom. So I shared my room with my mom, and and when I was younger, it was one bed. So I would sleep in the same bed as my mom. Um, but so my mom never really had the availability to really have more than like maybe one friend over. And then my, um, my dad just really refused to really let me have a whole lot of friends over. Um, and also like, I just didn't have a lot of friends (laughs) because I I was changing schools so, so often I changed schools every two years for elementary school. First, uh, kindergarten, first, second through fourth uh half of fifth half of fifth to sixth and then middle school so like I was bouncing all over the place but I definitely was especially as I got older but I was able it's funny that you say that you like you guys were those houses I seeked friends that had those houses Mm -hmm. like Dan my friend Dan you know Dan Mm -hmm. his, his house was that for me um like Cindy, his mom, would always be like, oh, Drew, you're over. Okay, I'll make extra mm-hmm. matzo ball soup or whatever whatever they were having. Because yeah. I was always over on Fridays, and that's Shabbat. So. Um, but they, like, it was always something. There was always another friend that had uh, that house. And it's, it's cool that I have two friends that have <laughs> families that have those houses. Because um, those are the friends that I, I've definitely seek as a kid um the next thing i wanted to kind of talk about was um maybe talking about the differences between the the daughter father um relationship and the son father relationship Mm, that's because go ahead what's your point there's definitely there's definitely similarities because both you were athletes so you had that kind of yeah. going. So the encouragement and all that, but then there's also just like, there's definitely different 
aspects to those relationships. Totally. Like I think well, I think an important thing to know is like all of these great similarities and and characteristics from our our like our dads are so different. Yeah. Yeah. Personality wise. Oh yeah. Could not be presentation of not their be. amazingness yeah. is definitely different. Yeah, they could not be any more different. Uh, it's true. It's true. But the, oh. but like you know, the core values are are hundred percent there, and that's what you know we obviously both definitely. take away from, and we feel loved and supported by both. So that's important. But so it's an interesting um question because like I have two sisters, but all three of our mm. relationships with my dad, I feel like are different. We like bond over different things. Our conversations are you know totally manifest differently um so i i don't know how like to go into maybe those differences like i was definitely a girly girl so the shopping sprees like one thing that about my dad that i loved was he totally. was so into us trying clothes on like he didn't he, I love he it. was the guy <laughs> to like sit outside on the bench holding the bags like and genuinely be enjoying yes it. yes and then I also pay for things so like you know also that but then like when as soon as we got home like very legitimately into us like enjoying shopping which is a stereotypical and like a, a gendered thing a little bit maybe but uh I loved that he was so into that um and it made that like so fun like he had like genuine opinions about things and it's not like he ever told us anything like didn't look cute on us but he got enjoyment from us like feeling cute and feeling like happy with clothes yeah. which was cool um and that's something that john likes to do too you know it's so hard <laughs> sometimes to like not see similarities between my parents and john like both of them john oh, has definitely. qualities that are both good positive and negative <laughs> and not so good i was telling my mom the other day i'm like mom, well yeah there's he delays me in the grocery store when he's the car she goes that is still happening to this day. She goes, I told your dad. <laughs> like, like something part of their relationship that has been effect like has been a part of the relationship all 30 years. Something that I've started to see John and I fall into habit to, and I'm like, we can't, babe, we can't do this. <laughs> I love also it. the same of like characteristics of my mom that he has, which is just interesting. But yeah, I guess uh my particular relationship with my dad. We uh, bonded a lot on sports and athletics and, um, and yeah, I don't know. I just felt I was, I grew up very supported, like 100%. My parents were uh, the definition of a team for sure. That's awesome. Everything was about us, um, which is something that I definitely admired. Like they could take on, they would take on anything for us, one hundred percent. Like no matter the yeah. status of the relationship, even if they were like separated or you know, divorced or whatever later on, yeah. like they are focus, their focus was about us, and that's something that I feel like I taken away from their modeling. I don't know if that answered your I feel question. Like the kids. But... No, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever, whatever you interpreted it as, I, I, I'm, I'm open to it all. I think that that's like definitely got to be one of the biggest like dadly qualities is that like it's it's very kid centric mm -hmm. it's your child is like it's your offspring it's what your 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 upbringing it's it's the whole point yeah of being a parent i think so you know and if 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 you're not acting as a team um 
like I saw a, a video um, of this guy describing the situation that he was in. He, he, he was newly divorced and he was taking, he, he took his, his two sons to go buy flowers for his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And um, he was describing the situation where he went into the, the, um, it was for Mother's Day. Mother's Day, yeah, and he, uh, the cashier was like, "Oh, getting Mother's Day stuff. Like, do, does your wife like dandelions, whatever?" And he's like, "Oh, actually, it's my ex-wife." And they were like, "Why are you getting your ex-wife flowers? Right. That's ridiculous." And he's like, "Well, because I have my two sons with me, and I need to teach them how to respect women and how to how to mm-hmm. like do that." And I thought that was like one of the coolest things is like you that's your job as a dad or, or a mom is doesn't matter. Like that's your mom. This is, this is their, their, those two boys Mm -hmm, mom. mm -hmm. That's, that's really important. So um, yeah, I think that's, that's super great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think my relationship with my dad, like I was saying before is is different than most. I think primarily because Mm -hmm. of like the closeness in our age like I'm mm-hmm. 24 right now and my dad just turned 41. Yep. So like I now in my adult life as a coach have friends older than my dad, <laughs> you know, like, like I'm hanging out with like guys in their fifties and their forties and you know, I'm, you're calling um, them yeah, friends like they're like college <laughs> sure. like they're they're friends you know we bs with each other yeah, and crack jokes and you know it's like it's not weird that me and my dad have have had that type of relationship for most of my life i always yeah. used to say younger that i felt like my dad was like an older brother who just got to pull dad card whenever he wanted <laughs> yep. that was that was that was my dad too my dad was only 19 so he's a bit older than than your dad, but like more similar yeah. to like like whatever Jody or mm-hmm. or Josh. So I think that was definitely something that that shaped and like caused difficulties in like high school years. I think because there was this sense of both being a coach and being you know, close and we're cool. And there's like a little bit of difficulty separating coach from dad Mm -hmm. because there was so much time as a coach that there, you know, the crossover became difficult for, I think for both of us to, to kind of know when, yeah, you know, roles kind of shift and do they ever shift or are they like forever blended? You know, you finish practice or a game and you're talking about game at the house, talking about practice at the house. Like, you know, (laughs) you're, talking about house stuff at practice or at the game, like whatever. So that was something that I really struggled with, which I mean, now thinking about it, it's like, that's such a positive thing to struggle with. Like my dad was around too much, you know, like, (laughs) like that's a, yeah. Do you think like percentage wise of time spent with your dad? Like, what do you think? Oh, way, way more in a sports setting, just in general. I would go to school, and I would go to practice and after practice, I come home and I, you know, we maybe have dinner and he'd take off for work. And so like a lot of the 
time when I was in high school, like I, you know, I stayed up later and, you know, I do homework or whatever. Like he wasn't necessarily around for that time because he was going to work. Yeah. But I think I definitely spent more overall time with him in a sports setting, especially when you throw in all day Saturdays, you know, yeah. for base at the field, you know, or, you know, football season or, you know, once wrestling season started, spend like 16 hour days at tournaments like there's and he's he's doing all that stuff for you. Yeah, well, in, in some sense, I mean, he definitely takes a lot of enjoyment from it. And now all three of us are graduated yep. and he is still coaching. You know, he still has yep. a love for that. But but yeah, he definitely started for us. You know, there was a need yeah. there for a coach and he filled that need to be more involved. Yeah. But but yeah, I more recently have begun to like recognize and appreciate the closeness that we do have in age because you know like from age you know zero to 19 or 18 you know like there's that kind of parent dynamic and that parent dynamic Mm -hmm. will always be there you know I'll always look to my parents for guidance and I'll always ask them for help and questions when I need it and they'll always be there for me but like the majority of our lives together are going to be as adults. You know, they're going to be yeah. as that kind of friendship. Like similar age adults. Yeah, like... Like, <laughs> they're not going to be so far off, you know, like it. So I think it's, it's a totally. really cool realization for me that like, I haven't fought with my parents really, I'd say more than like three times since I left home. Mm. Like re- three, yeah. like real fights, you know, like where we like actually upset yeah. about something. Like if there's been like three, maybe four things that <laughs> have like happened in the past six years. So just knowing that that's yeah. what I get to focus on with my, you know, my relationship yeah. with my dad now, like we talk to each other about UFC fights. We're always keeping up, you know, up to date on stuff like that. Yeah. We're checking in about, you know, the pandemic and the numbers and, you know, what that means for sports and our, you know, we have, we started a baseball league. Because both, both of you are. Yeah. My yeah. dad's a president of a youth both baseball league and he like, you know, has his own baseball league to run. And, you know, now I have football practice that I'm running and there's just this kind of camaraderie there. Mm-hmm. And also my dad's like super into basically, basically whatever he can do right now. He's, he has, he's been on disability and he's now yep. able to focus on like they're looking at different properties and we're spending a bunch of time on yep. Zillow and like looking at properties and before know, that they were all fixing this up stuff. the house and they did a house project and just asking yeah. me my opinions on this and that. And so it's like it's really cool to have that sort of relationship right. with my dad now. Because like yeah, sure it was uncomfortable for maybe part of it. I didn't understand, you know, the separation between being cool and then being strict and then being a coach and then being a dad, like that was hard yeah. for me as a kid to, to figure out. But now I don't have to figure that out. <laughs> now I get to just enjoy. <laughs> you can just give yeah. up on figuring like, that I, out. <laughs> you know, I'm an adult. I pay like all my own bills for the most part. I think there's a couple things that they, they still pay for because, you know, it's like on family plan stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, yeah. as long as you're still paying for it, I'm cool with it. They do you get know? credit for like every <laughs> streaming service. Oh yeah, they, they pay have. for streaming services. <laughs> My dad is addicted, yeah. so I just like get all the logins, and I got everything. Cash in, I got dude, everything. cash in. So like things like that, like I'll never pay for Netflix. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> but 
we are right now. You're right. But, but ESPN like, you know, Plus is where it's at. Yeah, things like that. You know, it's like my parents are always not. I mean, I'm not gonna say always. You know, but like they'll they're gonna be around for almost all of my life. Yeah. So that's a an interesting dynamic i think between us and like how our relationship has developed and what it will look like moving forward right yeah versus like my anxiety growing up about how old my dad is like getting as i get into Mm -hmm. adulthood it is different but it is cool they have so many uh they have the best things in common yeah totally like like all the core values the the dadly duties like they they take on that role yeah, that's awesome totally. on a on a sidebar mm-hmm. estimate how many dads do you think you have oh dude <laughs> here's the thing drew i don't think i've ever called anybody my dad like you're my dad I maybe said it to you a couple times to make you happy, but like <laughs> <laughs> to make me. Happy. But it's not like it's hey, like hey, I fully feel I the sentiment, the like giving it. You know, I don't know if I've fully yeah. um, taken on that identity, um, but how many people in my life, male or female, parent or not? who I feel is like supportive of me and encouraging of me and will be there for me kind of no matter what, which is like the common thread we're talking yep. about. There's a lot. Exactly. I feel very blessed. I have a lot of pot, those types of relationships in my life. I feel um, fortunate enough to say, I don't know if I can quantify it. Estimate. Yeah. Estimate yeah. that. That Yeah. That was more of a, uh, a throwaway question just to, but I do, I do feel like what dad represents, <laughs> I obviously identify with and appreciate. So like I have those relationships yeah. with people. I've never said you're my dad. I don't yeah. think, I think it's maybe literally been like two times in our like, yeah, four-year I, relationship. I, I, I can only remember one and I don't even remember the specifics. See, I, knew I just he, remember you saying would. it once and me being, <laughs> like, I need to keep that me being like, okay. oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Totally. Dude. I, I know everybody that has ever called me that. <laughs> I know. Like, you name somebody, I'll be like, yes, I know. He's <laughs> like, like, I, I have a list. It's alphabetical. Do you want it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on it. I haven't. I'm on the H. <laughs> you, have, you have quite a few dads. Yeah, I would say, I would say people in my life that, that represent those qualities, whether or not I've called them dad or not yeah i'm probably I mean, in, i'm probably in the the low dozens i'd say somewhere you mean like two or three dozen yeah like, oh, okay yeah i'd say somewhere between like 20 and 40 well, let's go look at our team talks you know <laughs> yeah i mean See, hey also i think there's hey that's that's true it is true i think i think there is there is a difference, though. Yeah, there, I agree. For me, there is a difference with this. Yes, and like, I would agree. I mean, we love our team and everyone mm-hmm. that's been on. But like... Oh, yeah, for sure. There, there is a... I wouldn't have that expectation uh, yeah. for everybody. There's another layer, oh, I think, that, that dad no represents way. to me. Where like, you know, there's a separation between friends and best friends. And there's a separation between friends and acquaintances or people you're cool with, you know. 
Oh yeah. Like I, I definitely think that like dad it's yeah, it's, it's a it's a more narrow category. Yeah. But I'm also including a lot of like my family members in the that number. He's like, got a big family. My grandparents like Well yeah. Oh yes. your grandparents are totally dads. Yeah, like that's so like, involved. Like people like that, like like that's kind of the standard I'm holding when I think of dad, you know? Oh yeah. No, you should. I mean, especially now that we're we're like out of that phase of like being in college and everybody that does a little yeah. thing for us is our dad. Like being at the barn, like, oh you brought a case of beer. <laughs> yeah. You're my dad. Those people count like, too. No, I'm just like <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Are you saying you calling people that dad was... or not? No, no, that was the difference between twenty and forty. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. okay. Well, <laughs> well, also, like, you got to realize, like, they were your dad yeah. in the moment. Like, that was that was a dad dadly mm-hmm. thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I mean, we've kind of gone over how. Um, our relationships with the idea of dad has changed kind of just right now, which is funny because I had it next on my list of things that I want to talk about. Um, just how we, we have these like kind of people that we hold to that standard and kind of look at in that light. And then people that we've kind of used that term with. Um, but, but going on from that, I wanted to talk about um, your experience with my toying with the idea of getting the dad mm. tattoo. Um, talking about Brittany, your your experience with talking to John mm. about him getting it, because obviously, like you guys were living it, it together at that point. Like, it, you're weighing in on that that. Um, Where are we? I don't think we were living here. We weren't living here yet. We were still technically. Yeah. Really? Did you get it? Because I was still living in IV when I got it. Oh, you're right. I've never been with you. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. Where was I? I was gone. But I think, I think we we definitely were were dating by that point. Oh. Oh. Oh, Yeah. Definitely. Because we were at yeah. the balcony at that point. Because yeah. it was a year past We've been dating mine. For all your tattoos. We started dating just before you got Deathly Hollows. Yes. I was in Palm Springs. Yeah. In sure, I don't know. September of <laughs> See, I remember future dates. She remembers but, past dates. We're yeah. a good team. But um, my... <laughs> My my point <laughs> <laughs> my point was that at that point you were you were part of the decision making oh, process. You were weighing that's in. That's a misconception. Yeah, he doesn't so. the fuck he wants. Yeah, I don't think really? so. Really? I need to give my opinion on that. But it was cool. Like I, I supported I think, it. Yeah, I think I. It didn't matter if I supported it or not. I voiced my opinions to her as more as like a soundboard to like someone uh-huh. to talk to. But I don't think she had any like hand in like. The decision process because i wouldn't want to that's not my yeah. that's not my body because and and also i guess like since 
it was like a year after I offered you to get it with me. And you're like, yeah, I was like I'm not ready for that. Dad is my first you, tattoo. You had hit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this. Yeah. So like you already had like a mm-hmm. year to think about it. Um, so I guess at that point, when you're thinking about getting it tattooed, you're, you've already identified yeah. with well, that. I, I think the biggest thing for me is I just, I was really scared about the idea of tattoos in general. Just mm-hmm. the sense of, you know, it's permanency. And, like, not that I have any real regrets in my life, but, like, that's definitely one I don't want to have, you know? <laughs> like, I wasn't yeah, sure no, about it. For sure. something I experienced that, so I didn't know if I would have a regret with it. And so I went, for my first tattoo, I went with something that I, and, like, I spent a few months, like, you know, mulling it over, deciding yeah, the whole process, like where it would go, how big it would be, you know, deciding, yeah, deciding between like, the two, what to do. And like, I went with something that I knew I would always feel comfortable with. And mm-hmm. like, I took, like, I felt security in that decision. And dad, at that time, I did not have that same feeling about where I you know, I, I work as like you're not the well, I mean you were first person that I've had a really close friendship and like connection with, you know? So like the idea of like he also wanted to get a matching chat with me when we were still friends. It was Deathly Hollows. She bailed. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I did bail. I said but... no. <laughs> I wish you guys could see her face. <laughs> Draw, jaw drop. But like you know, I I think about super close friends that I've had before and Mm-hmm. you know just the idea that i'm not close to them anymore you know i don't have the same yeah beliefs well that was the thing with the, yeah the men i don't of have the, the same like beliefs yeah. necessarily as i did back then so like it's just everything kind of changed and i was like i don't know if that's something that i wanted to like make permanent at that moment and over the course of the next year i think my opinion of tattoos definitely shifted a bit and primarily because of, of you and like how you kind of talk about your relationship with tattoos and you know, that, Mm. you know, you don't get anything dumb, but like any tattoo that you get is because it's important during that point in your life. And that can represent, you know, Mm -hmm. like a a journey of your life and like your body and how you present that. So I started like really thinking about that more and that led me to getting my next tattoo, which kind of was like homage to like a friend group from high school that was really important to me that I no longer was with, but still took a lot of like growth from that. I still use in my life today. And I felt like something I represented like me as a person and then over the course of the whole next year, I, you know, learned more about dad and like started thinking about my life and dad and that kind of intertwined. And yeah, I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I definitely saw like, I noticed be- before you got that tattoo, there, there was, uh, there was a point where when I first introduced it to you, you're like, yeah, like, that's cool. I like it, whatever. 
and like would use it with me around and stuff. But then like that year prior to you getting the tattoo, I really noticed that you were like on on the forefront of using the term. Like you were you were teaching other people and then I was finding out from these other people that they knew about it. And I was like, wait, you know about this? Like, that's crazy. That's like by mm -hmm. two separation, like degrees of separation. So it's funny how that works, like how just friends pass on that kind of knowledge and how you kind of just ended up taking it in as your own. And maybe I guess you felt that. And yeah, I think, I mean, the biggest reason for me is like one, yes, I'm forever tied to you. I have your handwriting on my hip. That's like a, that's a thing. And like one, I'm okay with that. Because I think you're someone that yeah. will be around in my life for a long, long time. Oh, and, you're not getting you know, rid like, of that's me. Not something I necessarily <laughs> think I have to worry about. One, being like, who, who's that? Or is that like, I'm not gonna have to explain that. Like, people will know who you are. Yeah. And two, yeah. like, even if that weren't to happen, like, what it stands for and what I think about when I when I see it is something that I want mm -hmm. to carry with me for the rest of my life. So I think like my tattoos are reminders of of like qualities that I want to maintain in my life and that is one quality that I well it's many qualities, but it's one concept that I will have forever and I think it's just really cool. It's just a really cool, like, it's, it's fun to talk about it. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy that you have this podcast mm -hmm. as a platform to try and explain it to people. But yeah, it's like, it's different to feel it than to, you know, than, than to talk about it. Because I can try yeah. and sit here and articulate it as much as I can and make it sound. But like, when I got it, it's because I felt what it meant to me. And that's something I wanted to continue feeling. And yeah. that's ultimately why I got it. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it's it's uh, not just the tattoo, but like kind of the whole idea is like taking on the responsibility, you know, and like, I think that's like also something that like best friends kind of do. Like John has taught me how to do tons of stuff. Brittany's taught me to be a better friend in a lot of ways as as we've progressed because Brittany's really good mm -hmm. at communicating and so like she'll tell me where where my my uh failings are and where i need to grow and i feel like that's been really beneficial and like that's a dad thing like hey you're fucking you're, up no <laughs> you're fucking up no never presented way. like Here's that the opportunity to no, help for me reassure. you could be fucking up <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with me, sometimes it's just, <laughs> you're fucking up. But Brittany's, Brittany's really done that for me. And that's one of the, the big reasons I definitely wanted to have you on here is because, and that's, I feel like that's a dad thing is just like helping your kid learn and grow or helping yeah. your, your friends learn and grow. I think that's like a, a big dadly duty. That's one of yeah. Like I, I, I gotta make a book. It's like a list of the like duties. A list of like 
these are the duties that's that's next after podcast but like for sure like that's what what Brittany has done for me for and and john too like as a as a roommate for however many years like definitely definitely helped me work on myself and slightly more organized (laughs) um (laughs) and also like and and physical things definitely like john's taught me to be a cheerleader and like i brought him into the world of disc golf shortly after i was brought into the world of disc golf and all that kind of stuff um my next question is what are some of your favorite tv dads i like this tv slash movie full house Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, I'm thinking because because I'm thinking thinking we we grew up with with those TV shows, like those sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah, Full House rocks because of TV all three shows. Yep. Of the, of the men. There is yep. just Romance, three, but they're all they're all dads. Yes. Like they're all 100%. representing oh, different ways that you can be a prominent like figure in someone's life. And they're all so different yeah nerdy like, funny cool all three of them again hold those same core qualities that help raise like that family um sure. I, I have my favorites i'll go, I'll this, go after. Us? this is us i ooh, wait you're gonna have oh. to get on that drew you, that is have I? No, probably. If not. you were to Google what who is the best TV dad, right now he would be number one on that show. Just mm. like objectively. Okay, okay. He's like two, I'm, I'm with it. There's like a um an arc in like the first couple episodes where he's like maybe not in the best best light, but like from then on, mm. he's like too good to be true type of like supportive and yeah, real Love real it. good shit there. This is us. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll look it up. You only really right that episodes? Down right yeah, now. we we stopped watching it. It's a dramatic series, and oh, you know yeah. John doesn't do well with TV very well anyway. It's like yeah. a it's like a movie yes. every it's not something episode. You can binge either. It's, it's a, like it's, it's very a, heavy. It's a heartfelt one, so it, it can be hard, and so it, it was Got difficult it. to get through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I I definitely like my head went to '90s sitcoms. And I thought about home improvement mm-hmm. and how Tim Allen was like that dad, that quintessential, like, I'll fix whatever is going wrong I with our make house that point kind really of dad. I calls you right there because my mom um, yeah, go for it. would appreciate this point and that my dad was never that dad. <laughs> she did all the stereotypical <laughs> dad stuff. Never once did I get my dad a card that had a hammer on it because that was just not applicable to his role as a parent. Um, and my mom later on in life would like that I give her that kind of credit because <laughs> she had to fix everything herself. Um, continue. No, I love that. Um, and yeah, my mom was the same yeah. way because single moms do everything. Um, but yeah, like that quintessential, like he's just that funny, dorky dad joke, cracking, like manly man. And then the other one for me was not even a dad, but he definitely had like dadly roles. Was Mister Feeny from oh, yeah. Boy Meets World? I, I don't really know. Watch Boy you guys watched that? I like 
Mr. Feeney. He always, he always had the best advice. There were whenever yeah. Corey, the main character, was going through something really hard, he Corey would go outside in his in his backyard and like sulk and kick the dirt around. And then Mr. Feeney was also their next door neighbor. So he'd peek over the fence and be like, what's going on, Corey? Or after class, like Corey would be struggling with girl problems with Topanga and Mr. Yeah. Feeney would like give him some like I agree. wisdom that was just like Feeney quotes are amazing. Like you could just look up Feeney quotes. I have another contribution. Um, I'm with it. I think her name is Nani. Lilo's sister. Yes. Dad is yep. totally, <laughs> totally dad. Like that's 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 how you take yes. on the title of dad. Like that's like that is it. She does everything. She protects Lilo, no matter so many things. Their differences. Zach and Cody's mom. Yeah, but different. I saw a Pinterest yeah. feed about. Is her name Nani? Is it Lilo? Her name's Nani. Yeah. Nani. The other day, kind of being like, Nani has not been given enough credit like throughout Disney history. Lilo and Stitch generally is not like it's an underrated, it's underrated, but it's also, but it's It's also very underrated. It's weird, it's like it doesn't get enough like starlight, but people like it. I feel like the people that like it like it a lot. was like, it literally had all these examples of like. The many times, like Nani, like protected Lilo's innocence and like always reassured her that Didn't like her she was ever wrong. She never told her, her she was wrong. She uh, never stopped her from being quirky. Like she fed the dogs certain things at certain times yeah. because of what Lilo wanted, and she like promoted that in her. Mm-hmm. And it's it. There was a lot of like experienced, like snaps, totally uh, unique parental uh characteristics that nani um took on that not a lot of parental figures i feel like have or at least disney character parental figures fun fact killed it she killed it my parents and i have almost the same age gap as lilo and her sister interesting whatever happened to lilo's parents is that no i don't know if it's addressed i don't know anyway but so, I assume yeah. they're not. Yeah, I'd make that assumption too. I have a, another contribution, a little outside the box. Doctor Doofenshmirtz. Love it. Oh, you love. It. I was hanging on with some of those references. Oh, interesting. Phineas and Ferb. The bad guy, Doctor Doofenshmirtz, is the. But he's not the bad guy to Phineas and Ferb. He's the bad oh, guy yes, to that's true. Perry the Platypus. He's basically yeah. the evil villain of the. It's a cartoon TV. Like, yeah, it's, sure, it's sure, not sure. important. Sure. But, like, he's this evil villain, and he has a daughter on the show. And despite his evil villain tendencies and wanting to control the world and destroy this and destroy that and Perry, you know, whatever, like, he does yeah. everything for his daughter. He is, like, super supportive. Yeah. And he and doesn't, he doesn't try, to try to control her. At all. her. And he's just, like, super sweet to her. And it's just, like, yeah. shows that, like, that kind of level of effort that he puts in for it's funny his daughter yeah yeah. no i i agree it's funny that you because i was i was not thinking disney even though like no i guess those other ones were nickelodeon but disney like 
back in the day, especially did a really good job. Like Kim Possible's dad was a boss, super smart guy, always like checking up with his daughter, but also like not being overprotective. And then her two younger brothers were crazy. And he would always like, like make, make sure that they were taken care of. Lizzie McGuire's dad was like a boss and like always protective and taking care of Lizzie. Like Disney did a pretty great job with some dads. You know what parents sucked? Um, Jimmy Turner's parents. (laughs) Yes. Nickelodeon. (laughs) <laughs> but oh yeah they're, they're just yeah morons they're morons <laughs> they're absent but but wanda noggin. and cosmo cosmo with dads dads cosmo right pre- pretty good dads i mean they let timmy do whatever because they have to yeah, but like they did a pretty good job <laughs> um quick question are, are we serious about this uncle dad thing? Because I'm, I'm all in. I am so I'm all in. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah, we'll yeah, revisit yeah. later. But I just, I want some reassurance. I, think, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it it depends on, like, kids, you know? like Yeah, they're not going to want to fucking call you guys uncle dads. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, like, also, like, am I, like, maybe yeah. they don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> like i mean i don't see it happening because yeah, i'm pretty great with kids but maybe i don't know you never know you never know well, I, <laughs> uh i thought i'd just throw that oh. that um uh, funny joke out there just for if they're down, I'm down um yeah i'm with it so something that's different between for your guys's upbringing and my upbringing um, is how do you think having a two parent household benefited you? How do you think that that really percent? Yeah, that it affected everything. It's honestly, I think the biggest. I I really wish we could get some of (laughs) facial expressions like, (laughs) like, yeah, totally. It totally directly affected my upbringing. hundred percent. Um, my parents decided early on, my mom made this choice to stop teaching. She was a teacher, I, from what I hear, like a pretty phenomenal mm. teacher. Um, and she chose to stay home mm. and be um, a home mom. And like that setup was the biggest point of privilege I think I've had because it affected my ability yeah. to do well in school. It affected my ability to... Um, you know, do extra cur- curriculars and, you know, get excel in those ways. And yeah, I literally came home from practice at 530. My mom had dinner perfectly timed, which in my adult life, that's one of those things that I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? Those were done for me. I went and took a shower and then I did four hours of homework until like midnight um, or four to six hours of homework. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wouldn't have been able to get the grades that I got, take the classes that I was able to take um, if that wasn't my setup. There, And that influences you yeah, as an adult sure. now, too. Yeah. I'm, it's a very interesting point to consider um, as we kind of think about having kids 
um, you know, within the next five to ten years about what it is I want to do. And I have, I, have a, I have a boss in my career who's a really badass person who's also, like, a very present mom and stuff like that. But it is interesting that, like, that was definitely a result mm-hmm. of their setup, which I think, um, like, that wouldn't have happened if either of them were single. Yeah, I I think the idea and the ideal and the purposefulness of being a two-parent household makes mm-hmm. such a huge difference because it, it may, the, all my friends and I, like, now that I'm even saying this, I didn't even realize to the extent, but all of my friends that I hung out with a lot all were two-parent households. Mal- Malcolm was a two-parent household. Dan was a two-parent household. Curtis, Jonathan, uh, Andrew, like literally everybody. And I know I know plenty of my somewhat close friends that were not two-parent households. And not to say that I discriminated <laughs> against them or anything, but like the people, the people that I chose to hang out with a lot um, yeah, and especially like, at their houses, like we were talking about earlier, those houses that I hung out with. Yeah, they yeah. had that. It's I funny, do thought of that. Funny is, that you bring um, that up. Maybe the um, or like, um, I don't know how to say this, maybe even judgment on people. I mean, your parents were never together, but, you know, a lot of people who mm-hmm. have single parents you know, they were together and they divorced or separated in some way. And I think that like the negative connotation or outlook on separation or divorce um, affected the ability for single parents or divorced or separated parents to, um, this is all generally speaking. I'm not like, I don't have an example or anything like that, but like, I just think our generation is a lot more realistic and um, like, understanding of the idea of people being separated and respectful you know you gave the example of the the ex-husband mm-hmm. buying flowers for his ex-wife or you know i've seen so many videos of like the you know ex's partners and then their kids they've had together it's like super combining like i do think that that has been more um made common made more common the modern families of whatever. Um, And I do think that that would affect maybe the differences that we're talking about in a single to two parent households. If both single parents were like on the same page in a real team, I, how many differences there would be or how like drastic those differences could be in the examples we're giving. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that, like if you're if you're in a not great position where you 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 are separating where you're you're in a situation where you're you can't be with this person anymore in that way there there needs mm-hmm. to be a priority prioritization right. of we're raising a kid like they it, this then if our relationship is no longer about us yes it still needs to about be about them you know and i think that that's lost and i think that's kind of what you're talking about is those relationships where mm-hmm. 
the parents are still kids centric. Yes. That's where the successful parenting together, still happens. You know, kind of like in, um, I don't know if you guys, yeah, exactly. I don't know if you guys saw that movie Liar Liar with Jim Carrey, really old, like 90s movie um, where he's separated from his wife and he's a lawyer and he lies all the time. And then his son says, or makes a, a wish that he can't lie anymore. And it causes all this hijinks, but it also enables him to mm-hmm. like kind of better his relationship mm-hmm. with his ex and, and mm-hmm. his kid, his kid doesn't see him as a liar anymore. Yeah. So. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to continue on speaking, but like, I also think that it's possible for there to be a, like one parent household or, you know, parents not together and there still be um, a level of support and um, like again, the differences wouldn't be necessarily as great if other family members are involved. Like whether or not it's like a partnership, like the grandparents or the aunts or the. I mean, uh, you know, there's other ways to form a team in totally. that way and support child. Yeah. Oh, totally. And like for me, my mom yeah. did her best to fill both roles and did a pretty bang up job of it but also like it's not even like my grandpa on my dad's side really filled that role or um even purposefully created a uh uh, a team mentality with my mom but he knew that Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. mentoring me was important you know and I was his first grand uh grandkid um so yeah, there, uh, there's definitely different ways. There's unconventional ways. There's definitely ways to do it. But I, it's funny to to kind of see that like the majority of my friends that I was mm-hmm. drawn to have that kind of family model that was successful. I mean, you yeah, you, like, you guys are successful products of that. Yeah, I think, but I also think you're a successful. Product <laughs> I think you're pretty of, great. <laughs> you know, your mom being a single mom and your grandpa grandfather stepping in and you know the progression of the relationships in your family like definitely I just like logistically having two parents in the same household affected my upbringing to answer your question more straight on yeah and I yep I I think more and more now that I get to work with kids and you know students that like it's such a privilege like one that 50% of homes don't have, Mm -hmm. you know, and nowadays for sure. Yeah. It's maybe more. It's something that you like, I cannot place enough value on what at home full time. Mostly where that privilege in my opinion. Yeah. Like I understand two, two parents, you know, maybe one works full time, one works part time, you know, or, you know, both work, work full-time, but, like, the ability to have someone at home at all times is just another level of, yep. 
I think just like support, support that really allows the kids to be successful, especially support in security. Do you ever forget something like a permission slip or a lunch mm-hmm. and your mom brought it to so you? So many times. Me too. My mom drove it to school. My mom walked it to school. Yeah, but she was right there. So that the same thing. You know what I mean? Like well, my mom doesn't drive. That was like <laughs> straight up a that was like my parents' home. Like, I need this permission slip, otherwise my people go on this field trip. Please come bring it. And like who the heck ha- has that level yeah, of privilege? That's like that's not a thing. That's not, a not thing. something people everybody should have. But that was totally another similar yeah. aspect, I feel like, of our upbringing. But yeah, yeah. just like yeah, those are things and that I just, did not. I think, uh, another did thing not experience. is like when my mom, she was a like stay at home mom. When she did work, she was working at the school I was at in some capacity. Mm. You know, she ran like a, yeah. an after school program or like a, it was kind of like a daycare program for for a while. And yeah, you know, she was like a noon supervisor. You know, for recesses when I was growing up and things mm-hmm. like that, where. In the classroom, yep. if need always be. around. Yeah. Even when, yeah, like just working at the like school that, library, whatever it is, around and being there and being even closer than just being at home. Like finding a way to get involved. And Presence. Like I get logistically, like yeah, you got to pay for shit. Like somebody's got to work. But that yeah. person working and. All- try and be that the school because like I compare work and school or you know equivalent a student's job is to go and you know successful so those for majority of the population happen at the same time there's just not the same ability for a a parent academically as well as be them there for them financially like my dad curricular like the sports and stuff and my mom was for school right they had that kind of that separation where yeah one took the, the lead in one and one took the lead in the other and i had Same. school questions i went to my mom and i had things like you know i need a ride to this or i need a this to that I'd go to my dad and i yep. think that tag team that just ability of having a partner to help you do that and alleviate responsibility is is so tough for for single parent homes is yeah. like it's not that they're not capable of it totally but like they're it's they're harder. literally not capable of it like right. you you have like you have to be a super parent you, and like also you're a person and need to take care of yourself right. and your like yeah. mental well-being and you cannot be all of those things and function consistently over 20 years you know like you need to yeah. i mean there's there's ways that yeah there's ways that dads compliment moms and there's ways moms compliment dads and that and even just partners like people compliment each other and it helps yes you know having somebody else that takes on the responsibilities that you're not good at is so helpful totally like regardless of like even having a kid like for you guys like what you were saying like John's good with future dates. Brittany's good with uh, past mm-hmm. dates. Like that's that's a very small way that you guys complement each other. There's tons of things I could say about how you complement each other, mm. but like <laughs> that that's that's huge in a relationship. And when you're raising a kid, it's even more important. There's more weight, uh, I think, um, 
put on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're raising you the, the kind person. of person. It's not like a. It's not a. Yeah, date, exactly. It's not who likes doing dishes and who likes cleaning the bathroom. You know, it's like. Yeah. There's like. I like neither. The future is at stake. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> But I would have a different mentality for my kids. I will. Um, But yeah. But like, I do want to reiterate that I know of successful families, very supportive, encouraging, you know, families that don't necessarily have a two-parent household. And other people do step up. And, you know. Yeah. And like, for the regular, like, that is not advocating staying in a relationship that you are not supposed 100% to be. Hundred percent, no. Oh yeah. no, like that. No, that's even that's even that's worse. Yeah, that, that's like being not on the same team and in the same home. That makes things it's, a lot more difficult. Yeah, it makes it way more difficult. Yeah. I see. I actually see a few parents at the at the gym I work at that there's parents that do that, and it's like, why? Like, I know this isn't working. Totally. Like, I I see your kid affected by mm-hmm. it. They, they can tell. Well, it's important to, I, I think it's an important quality to model um, self, um, taking care of yourself. Self-care. Self-care. Thank you. For your children or for like the younger population and taking care of your own like romantic relationship. Like that's also an aspect of it. Yeah. Like, I think it'll be important to model like what it means to love myself and what it means to love my partner in addition to loving my kids. Like, I still want my kids to be my focal point, yeah. but it does not to like, that's not to negate Take away other important aspects of my life because what kind of model is that? I don't want my kids to grow up. Yeah. How, how did they, how did those kids learn what a healthy relationship looks like without modeling? Yeah. You know, totally. or at least working on it. Thank you for bringing that up. I agree. hundred percent. I don't think it's healthy to stay in the relationship that maybe is like toxic or brings out the worst <laughs> characters in these two individuals or three, whatever, you know, individuals. Uh, Definitely would not have benefited from my mom trying to be with exactly. my dad. That would have exactly. been awful. But, yeah. but I think like that point aside, like there is a sense of responsibility that comes with being a parent that, Mm-hmm. is in my eyes non-negotiable you know there's yes. no there's no amount of money that can make up for what the presence of a parent in a child's life mm-hmm. can have absolutely and i understand that that has to be the way it is sometimes but like that's just it's something it's intangible you figure it's it intangible. out like just having that kind of presence. Well, I, yeah. And I had a note earlier and uh, I think I restructured what it was. I, I can't find it right now, but um, it's about purposefulness. Like if you go into having a kid with, with, with the intention of being a good parent and with the purposefulness of that and planning for it, that kid is going to benefit tenfold Mm -hmm. like every time, because just because you are purposefully being present, not just because like you have to be, you have, you have the time and it's convenient or you have to be, but you, you made the decision to have a kid with the intent of being purposefully present. Mm -hmm. That makes all the difference. 
And I think, um, I mean, that's, that's a prime example of, of John's parents is they just, they stepped up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. hundred oh, percent. Like, they, like they, they figured it out and made They're it like, work. Yeah. At any age, that is a big decision. Like, yeah, they were oh, 15 right. when they made that decision. So it's like extra, like, kudos, I guess. But I don't know about kudos. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> I think both of your parents get I think, kudos for yeah, that. Yeah, but like, what I'm saying is, it's not, they don't get kudos for making that decision. They get just kudos for following through sure. with that decision. Sure. And because I think your dad would always say the same. It's easy to say, yeah, I'm going to be a good parent no matter what age you are. And then to not be a good parent. Like, they made the consistent and constant effort to yes. follow through with that commitment. Yeah. And okay. that is what I think deserves the kudos The kudos and the praise. Is, yeah. You know, it's it's yeah, not it's, a it, temporary thing. It's, it's not even an 18-year yes. commitment. It's oh, a lifelong no. commitment yeah, no, that no, you're no. making. No. We still need you. Well, that's, that's also the thing with, I mean, why I say purposefulness, because generally when you're purposeful with something, you, you like, you have to be, there has to be some type of follow through or you weren't truly being purposeful, right? Like it has, if you're, if you're purposeful with it, no matter what, you're going to make it happen. Um the one of the last things I want to talk about are what are some very specific purposeful parenting slash dadly duties that you want to make sure happen as a parent like in our future parent roles yeah Um, yeah your future parent roles you being purposeful because you have thought about this longer than I have one of the one of the biggest things for me, and I think this is something that I want to say I learned from my parents. You know, you learn the pros and the cons of like your upbringing and, you know, the position my parents were in financially growing up. And, you know, they were lucky enough to have a lot of support from my grandparents. And, you know, not saying that I would not have support from my parents or my in laws, you know, like, but I think one of the biggest things that I can do as a parent and as a person is to make sure that I am in a position to be able to financially support child. Mm. I think that comes in, in different levels. And I think ultimately that comes from me wanting to prioritize myself in when I'm ready to have a kid. Not that I wouldn't be able to drop anything and do any job and make whatever money I needed to provide for my family. Like I watched my dad do. Yeah. Because I would, but yeah, I want to be in the best position to allow myself to be happy and successful when I enter that phase of my life. And that's, that adds to your your parenting right if you're able to be a more happy more liberated really uh parent that that's going to speak to to how you're going to be able to parent yeah totally and like i want to i want to be there i want to be able to be there for everything i don't want 
me yeah. having to work to be a reason that I can't attend anything or I can't support academically or I can't, you know, support emotionally and have a relationship and a friendship with my kids. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's something that I think is, it, I feel like it's, it's pretty well known. It's like, duh, it makes sense. Like make money so that you can have a kid. Like you want to have a job or have a career or whatever, yeah. but like, it's not that it's, simple. It's not that simple. And realistically, it doesn't happen all the time. You know, not everyone is 40 years old and right. have a 20 year career right. in real estate and be like, yeah, I can have kids. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, like that's not everyone's experience. Also, not, you know, being it's not a, even like the majority's yeah, experience. I was going to say, not being a high schooler and being like, I can do it. You know, like <laughs> those are two polar opposites. Of phases like, of life of their phases of life yeah and like realistically that gives me the understanding that it is possible at any phase of your life to be a successful parent oh yeah it, it really matters what you put into it so your intention for me my planning ahead of time to put myself personally in because i'm gonna be a damn good parent at any phase of my life that I have, <laughs> I already, I know that. Damn straight. You know, like I am committed to that and I know that that's going to be the case, but. Anybody that knows, you know that. <laughs> but I feel like it's my job to make sure that I'm in the right phase in my life because that's what I want for myself. So I think, I think yeah. again, what you're saying, like being happy and being successful, whatever that means to you, like in your life, before entering such a big commitment is so important. Like I want kids right now. I want a kid a year ago. No. I want kids five years ago. I want a kid like you know, like every I, time I want kids every time we yeah, see a like, kid. I got crazy. I'm just like so excited. I'm so oh yeah. Emotionally ready for that phase of my life. But I logistically John's so ready to just Hold yeah. the baby and like, yeah, like, I'm just ready. <laughs> so like, but then logistically, I'm like, don't you can't I'm with like you I, on that. I way. have so much more that I can do to put myself in a better position to be a more successful parent, and I feel like that's my well, job. It's it's yeah, it's the same. It's the same analogy that people use for all kinds of stuff. Is when you're on an airplane, you put on your your mask before your kids mm-hmm. because you have to make sure that you're okay before you can because otherwise you're like that kid's not going right. to survive if the, the parent isn't right. going to survive that's right. just how it is and you're t- you're talking about that exactly is that if if you're in a good spot that kid is in an even better mm-hmm. spot mm-hmm. you know that the the it's it's exponential but so that, that's if just, we were to have kids tomorrow oh, i'll be stoked <laughs> 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 I guess that's only that's one that's one like really small sliver and and I look at that mostly as like a my personal like emotion and like financial situation going into being a parent. Yeah. But on the other side like once, you know, I do have kids and you know, I feel like there's there's just, I just envision the type of relationship that I'll have with my kids 
you know, it's the, the like that firm understanding parent where, hey, this is okay. This is not okay. Do you understand? Yeah. Okay. Let's make sure right, you right. understand. Like, I don't want you to just say yes because you think that's what I want to hear or this and that. Like, like I want to have smart kids. Like, I, I want to have respectful kids. I want to have kids that, you know, follow the rules. Emotional intelligence. That, follow, that follow the rules that you're supposed to follow. Are kind. And, like, healthy. Maybe don't follow the rules that maybe you aren't supposed to follow. You know, like, there's there's a certain understanding of, like, where that line is. Yeah, what happened to teepeeing? Come on. I haven't seen a house teepeed in it's a all decade. all in people's garages. <laughs> <laughs> My mom always drove the getaway car. Did I ever tell you about that story? I we love did, it. We teepeed no, our um, pastor's it. house the night before church. Oh, and then I he was, it. you know, like a chill. I think he came from like Long Beach or something. But he, he went up the next day. He's like, who did it? And, he, and then after church, <laughs> we all went and cleaned it up. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's some good kids right there. So, yeah, I think just have, being able to have that. You know what's funny about me? Sorry, being oh. able to have that like relationship with your kids where there are so many rules. The whole world oh, is yeah. full of rules. Everything is rules. Here's what you can do. Here's what you... But like... Here's what yeah, you could get you know, like... <laughs> I mean that there needs to be a certain amount of like there there's things that you need to know that you can get away with in life because otherwise if you're dictating your life by everybody else's rules like that's not much of a life you know there's certain things that I've realized like like for me college not totally a thing for me like I I've been in college for a while and I love learning, but like the rule of you need to get a bachelor's to like be successful in life. Like I know there's other paths and like, maybe I'll want to go back to school when I'm older. And like, I think that is like something I'm very interested in, but right now, like that's not one of the rules I want to follow. (laughs) I agree. 100%. So I think, yeah, I think that's one of my biggest things is like just being there physically and emotionally. Like I just, I want to just be there and I want to put myself in the best position to be there as much as possible. That's, that's what it's all about. I feel like, I think that's, you hit it on the head is, and I think it's also been a very common theme throughout our whole podcast right now is is presence is Mm -hmm. huge yeah yeah what do you think you have any um i plan to show a lot of affection to my partner in front of our kids (laughs) i love it all that kind of stuff i think it's important to like make it known of that love I don't know I don't want to like lose our partnership because we put our kids 100% first I think there's some kind of balance there um, that I, I like yeah that's also another thing that I've never mm-hmm. experienced 
like my parents weren't like that my grandparents aren't right. very lovey like my mom was super affectionate with me like always has been like always will be like every time I see her mm-hmm. big big hug like big kiss on the cheek like just we're we're always hugging each other that's why I'm such a freaking touchy huggy fool um but yeah I think that's that's actually like as funny as it what silly was when you yeah, said no, it like, like that's legitimately huge. I think it I yeah I don't know I think I, I think it, it's not it like it wouldn't be a weird thing because like my parents like I don't have a lot of memories of them being super affectionate yeah, with, same. with me growing up like I don't Oh, well, with me, my parents were super affectionate. I'm talking about, like, to each other. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, to each other. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I don't specifically remember, you know, like, I'm not saying you have, like, make-out sessions in front of your kids or anything like that. But, not you know, at like, all what we're saying. Yeah, like, but, like, there is... See, seeing your, your parents, like, dance on the on the dance floor at, at the... Yeah! Like... <laughs> Exactly. Like, I see. I knew. That's fun. And then, like, dancing with your kids, like, shit, like that. Like, look at this is normal. Daddy, daughter, family. We like. We're friends. We like each other. Have fun. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's some sense of like. This is a yeah. This is appropriate confidence. I feel like in in that. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't seen a whole lot of my parents were like 100 about us, and I also plan to be like that with my kids but i also would like to prioritize my relationship with john at the same time it's a balance oh for sure well any other dadly things to say that you want to leave us on Mm, that's that's a lot (laughs) i think yeah i know i mean one i think this is just a conversation that is so important and like it's a conversation that's not had enough i think it's a Mm -hmm. you know it's a post conversation a lot of times it's like oh i'm a dad and Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of what i do (laughs) you know there's no there's no you know yeah no matter how much you're ready you're never ready to be a parent so oh yeah yeah yeah. you're talking about like oh now i'm a dad this is what i'm doing and this is how i'm doing it like but i think this this pre-conversation is something that Mm -hmm. is so valuable and kind of emphasizes the importance of that commitment and that responsibility that you know i wish everyone that was about to have a kid had already previously thought about what their life would be like if they had a kid like at any moment you know i guess starting from the age of 15 or you know even younger, maybe, but like, totally. you know, at any phase in your life being like, if I were to have a kid right now, how would that affect my life? How would that affect what my life? would change? And like, have that kind of just mental awareness of, of like, your happiness level, like where you're at in your life, like, are you okay with that? You Here's know, like, my thing. I agree with you. But at the same time, none of us are on the other side of it we oh, could be like oh, know, doing know, all this planning and like have all these like perceptions of you know what we want and what we're going to be and how it's going to affect us and where we're going to be at in our lives and it literally could 
so irrelevant. Blindside. And I like, totally agree. You know, not at all. Of, but I don't think we're in any apply. worse of a position by having these conversations oh, and no. talking about it and having that. And and also it, it affects your your decision making process. So like, that's the whole point for me of like the dad tattoo is it's a reminder of, hey, every decision you make now affects what kind of father you're gonna be, what kind of dad you're gonna you're gonna be, you know. Regardless of like, for example, uh, like pre COVID. I guess holy cow COVID's been a year now um I'd say probably two three months pre-COVID so a year and some change um I had like an existential crisis and I was like I don't do any cardio and like not because like I want to look good but I want to have a healthy heart so like my kids have a dad that's mm-hmm. like going to last. <laughs> like I, I want to be a healthy dad that's going to be able to play sports with their kids and like do everything. So then I started doing stadiums. That's the reason I started doing stadiums with friends because I saw Mateo's dad freaking like literally go from like laying down on his back to like jumping over the couch in like half a second. And I was like, what just happened? Like, we like he was checking on the <laughs> cornbread it's like so so like that's the kind of like athleticism i want to have as a as a dad because i prioritize like being an athletic dad and being able to like teach my kids sports and be able to play competitively with my 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 kids having older counselors at summer camps huge for me like total dad roles and like those counselors dunking on me when we played basketball was huge. Like it raised the bar for me and it, it made me have kind of see, see athleticism in a different light. Like there's a, there's a certain amount of like, like older people playing nice with you that benefits you, but also like if these adults are always playing nice and letting you win like you're not going to get any better so like i had this one counselor brandon who would just destroy me and knock out every time just knock my ball like 20 feet away and like i would just sprint for it because like that was the game and like i'd be out and like he would it would be all fun and it was never malicious it was always like out of fun and he made sure that i knew that and that was huge for me but anyway, athleticism. Yeah, I guess important to going me. back to like what I was saying, like <laughs> a, yeah. I think just the conversation in general is really valuable. And I think that what I love the most mm. about this podcast is it's just you having that conversation and having it with other yeah. people and with yourself and just like providing a space for you to not necessarily educate, but just like bring attention to and like grow for yourself. Like this podcast will make you a better dad because of all of the things that you're going to learn from, like giving yourself the opportunity to learn from other people in this context. I think it's, it's huge. And also 
yeah also a better partner i <laughs> friggin hope <laughs> like that's that's a huge part of it too is like i've been single for so long now <laughs> and like i want to be the next relationship i want to be in i want to be in a real serious relationship and i want yeah to be I the was best partner that I up be. I, we're talking about like having this conversation like in preparation for being a parent but these are all very relevant conversations for like all other friendships and relationships in our lives you know and just having this type of um introspective thinking and like reflective wherewithal I think is beneficial um to like your relationships with other people too yeah I agree thanks that was very dadly of you (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for stopping by of course like I love it uh I'm so glad I got to have you guys on and uh I look forward to having both you on again at some point, hopefully. Um, yeah, I I love everything you guys had to say. And again, thank you yeah, so much for, for being open to it. Of course. Well, that will conclude this dad cast with uh, John and Brittany. So uh, like I said earlier,